Hello, listeners. Stay tuned after the show to catch a sneak peek of our audio drama, The Mind Estate, available now wherever you find podcasts. Thank you for listening, and enjoy the show. He's, he's dot, dot, dotting. He's a coming. Oh. Who's supposed to say fuck, Mary kill? Me. It is you. Yeah. Do you know the names of your cereals? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you did. Charlize Theron. And then we did Dolly Parton. Whose turn is it? I think it's actually my turn. Oh. But go ahead, because I don't have one. No, I don't want to. You can just take the cereal. Okay. I don't think I have a lead-in for that. So I ate some cereal this right. morning. Are you sure? Yeah. Cause yeah, I guess you're I right. I just went back and looked at it. Monster cereal. Frankenberry, Count Chucula, and Booberry. Fucking food. Yeah. That's amazing. You know what we just came to realize is that it's not my fuck, Mary kill. I'm going to steal hers because we thought it was hers, but it is actually mine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so what day is it, Tyler? Uh, today is Thursday, the 18th Sweet. of October, 2018. <laughs> I guess I can do the fuck, Mary kill. Ooh. You can. You can do it. I don't really have a good lead-in because it wasn't my... It's Halloween. Yeah, but this will drop after Halloween. Halloween adjacent. Right. I mean, he just gave the date, so you just edited in the date with part of the conversation <laughs> and fucking segue into some breakfast here. Well, other than that, you need to think of some other shit. <laughs> well, I could do that. Hold on, hold on. I, wait, wait. I wrote down some fuck, Mary kill ideas. In case of emergencies, just like this. <laughs> <laughs> just have a backup. Yeah, because I was thinking we probably don't want to do Halloween stuff since this will it's be cool, November. except for... Up until an hour ago, we thought it was my fuck, Mary kill, so... Oh, wait, but it... What do we got? So, it's Thanksgiving, right? Mm -hmm. Give me a second, put this together. So, we got Christopher Columbus. <laughs> Ooh, here we go. Pocahontas. And scabies. No. Scabies? scabies? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get after you sleep with Pocahontas. <laughs> There's one other thing. Oh, what was the other thing? Uh, 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 uh. Well, because you got the Pilgrims, right? But that wasn't Christopher Columbus. Yeah. Well, yeah, Columbus came a lot earlier, and then the Pilgrims came on over. Like, how much more? I think it's like a difference of like 100, 200 years. Wow. Because the Spain, Spain first, uh, well, not officially. The Vikings originally made it to Agreed. North America before they did. But um, yeah. Spain was the first, uh, you know, civilized nation that did it. As opposed civilized. to a bunch of raiders. Yeah. Okay. yeah, well, you know, Vikings were just ra raiders, essentially. They didn't really have a big civilization. It was a bunch of different tribes and factions. Isn't there some other important fucking... We had Leif Erikson Day the other day. Oh, was it? Yep. <laughs> what? What day? Oh, Leif what day Erikson? Who yeah, the fuck is that? He was the... Was, uh... The yeah. Norse explorer from Iceland. Yep. He discovered the Americas first. And it's October 9th. That's what it was. Well, maybe we'll do mm. him. Public school. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's fine. They, they don't talk about it because uh, he landed up in Canada, so it wasn't a big thing. He was like, oh, this is not Plymouth Rock. Fuck this guy. <laughs> it's not in the United States. Because Leif Erickson landed in Canada. Eh? 
He is the first known European to have set foot on continental North America before Christopher Columbus. Yay, Canada for legalizing weed recreationally. Yay, Yay. Canada. <laughs> I saw there was something that came out from the Toronto police. They on their on their main Twitter, they said something like, "Please stop calling us and telling us that your neighbors are smoking weed." <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. We don't Could, care. It's legal. Yeah, it's legal now. Fuck, leave us fuck alone. There's <laughs> a real crime to fight. That's really funny in Canada. That's hysterical. Now the yep. real crime in Canada is someone stole some maple syrup, or like, what's the other? Like, what real crime is really happening again? It's the maple syrup is the black market of maple syrup. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Side note, before we get to our fuck, marry, kill. My family owns a farm and they produce maple syrup. Mm. And part of a service of producing maple syrup is you sell the maple syrup, right? So they would ship it, but they would basically just put a label on the bottle because... It's liquid, so you have to disclose that it's liquid. So why put it in yeah. a box, say it's liquid or whatever, right? So they were shipping these maple syrup bottles out, 100% grade A maple syrup. And they were getting to their destination. Nice and clear. <laughs> right? They were, so they were getting to their destination, and they were empty. Someone in the postal service was, like, I guess getting another container and pouring the maple syrup from one bottle <gasps> into like their own container taking it out and then continue to ship the maple syrup so it just puts a log cabin in there (laughs) (laughs) i think they were just leaving it empty but apparently it's hard to get a lot of log cabin into the postal service so (laughs) Uh -uh. (laughs) they complained obviously to the postal service like why is our shipment not making it? And they're like, why are you shipping empty bottles? And they're like, we're not shipping empty bottles. We're shipping full bottles. Someone is stealing it. I could yeah. totally see this argument taking place because neither is backing down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah? You're, you're sending me these empty bottles? I want a maple syrup in these bottles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just some fucking old school Yankee woman who's like, no, stop. Stop fucking calling me. You're fucking <laughs> out of your mind. <laughs> uh, but if you like, you can take my snowmobile. Really? You just give it to us? Oh, sure. That's what Canadian hospitality is all about. If you like, you can have all my money and my leg. Okay. So, okay. So our fuck, marry, kill, in honor of the Thanksgiving, where we decimated all the Native Americans. <laughs> Wiped out a nation of people. Our fuck, marry, kill is Christopher Columbus, Pocahontas, and Leif Erikson. Leaf who? Erikson. Erikson. <laughs> Leaf Erikson. The Norwegian the who landed in Canada. <laughs> one one thing about Canada I would just like to say with the legalization of marijuana is, do you remember a few years back that they found a tunnel that had full electricity in it from smuggling pot from the Canadian border, border into the U.S.? No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I can't, the Underground I can't Weed that. Railroad? Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing yeah, was, the things that we can do when we put our mind to it. I mean, yeah, I, was, I was reading something today, and it was like you know, the, uh, from just initial estimates, they made like over uh, six hundred thousand dollars in like this, like the first hour or something like that. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, that's <laughs> terrible. That's crazy. That's really that's funny. Awesome. That's really funny. The, whole, the whole nation turned out for it. Essentially, there was lines, people waiting for hours to get into dispensaries. I did see a where to go. 
it was on LinkedIn, the posting that it did legalize. And, mm. oh, but the image that I was trying to show you is gone. Oh. What the fuck, man? Here, I found the pot tunnel thing. Pot tunnel. <laughs> pot, pot tunnel. <laughs> I was thinking of the uh that remember that game that is a little board game as a kid called Crossfire and the ads for it like you know Crossfire get caught up in luck That's pot really tunnel. You'll get caught up in luck. That's funny. That's awesome. I always wanted that game but I never got it. Yeah, uh-huh. I got a laundry list of those. People should give those away as like secret Santa gifts. That'd be great. Nope. Like old school fucking games. <laughs> yes, I've always fucking wanted this. I wanted this when I was 10. Yay! <laughs> yeah, it says the tunnel was reinforced by wooden beams and steel bars. It's between three feet and 10 feet deep and about 360 feet long. <laughs> it's crazy. That's, maybe that's where Elon Musk got his idea for the boring company. Uh, he was originally smuggling weed. <laughs> He's like, hold on a second. I can see dual purposes here. He's been chasing the other kind of green this whole time. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, I think Canada was just like, you know what? This is just not even worth my fucking problem. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it, I, I'm surprised the states hasn't done it because like every every individual state that has done it has shown huge success in just taxing it. That right? amount of money well, getting diverted away from cartels. And we don't, put we don't want another work. Kennedy in office yeah yeah no yeah that's exactly what that boils down to (laughs) all the money for myself freedom thinkers so yeah fuck mary kill who's on it who do we got all right well definitely gonna kill uh christopher columbus because fuck that guy fuck that guy i think i probably marry pocahontas just given that like from what i remember like her actual history she really got shit upon yeah I mean, I'm not super like, well-reversed, but I remember, like, what I do remember is that she basically got fucked over by both sides. And um, I guess I'd uh, I'd fuck uh, Leif Erikson, because he's a Viking in the sack. He's a Viking in the sack. He's going to pillage and conquer me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh I would God. just like to let you know that Pocahontas was born in... Wero Wako Moko. Wako Moko. I like Moko Locos. Maka Moko. Like the, isn't it like the Salisbury steak with the egg on top and rice? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, where so she was I, born. I, I sound, sounds delicious. <laughs> Magically delicious. It was. It's in Virginia. Wero Wako Moko. What? Maybe she'll say it. Hold on. Can Can you pronounce that? Mm-hmm. How Wero to pronounce? Wako Moko. Here we go. Wero Wako Moko. Hmm. Not bad, Julie. She was born in Wiro, Wacomoco, Virginia. I'm really good at phonetic things that have like 20-something letters. <laughs> but don't ask me. The periodic if, table. Yeah. <laughs> I can spell all that shit. But like normal words, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> all right, so Tyler's taking the ice penis mm-hmm. in the sack. They smash in the grass when the wind blows. What? How old was she when she died? She was. Uh, she died about twenty-one. It says. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, she was uh, born in 1596, died in 1617, so aged 20 to 21. 
That's and a bunch of bullshit. When was she abducted by her first lover there? John mm. Smith. Yes. A uh, Native American woman notable for association with the colonist settlements of Jamestown, Virginia. She was the daughter of Pohanta, Paramount Chief, in another in a nation called Tessanakomakahak. Uh, <laughs> and we already know it's good, so keep going. She's well known for her anecdote. She saved, she, not shaved, she <laughs> saved the life of a captive of the Native Americans, the Englishman, John Smith, by placing her head upon his own when her father raised his war to execute him. He raised his war. <laughs> his war club, sorry, to execute him. Uh, he should have fucking <laughs> decapitated his ass. And then she was captured and held for ransom by English by the English during the Anglo-Indian hostels in 1613. During her captivity, she converted to Christianity. How old was she when when she put her head on the on the? That was in 1607, and she was born in 1596. So she was 11. There you go. <laughs> so she was 11. She saved this guy. And then, she not only saved that guy, but they became lovers. That's gross because well, she was 11. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you got to think back at that time. Everyone lived to about 30, didn't die. She did only That's live true. to be 21. So <laughs> I, She's at, like, I'm an old at lady. A, at 11, I wasn't like, let's get freaking. She's always yeah. <laughs> So during her captivity, she was converted, her captivity in 1613, she was converted to Christianity and took on the name Rebecca. When the opportunity arose for her to return to her people, she chose to remain with the English. Where you guys? I'm going home. In 1614, at the age of 17, she married tobacco planter John Rolfe. And in January 1615, she bore their son, Thomas Rolfe. In 1616, they went to London and she was presented to the English Society. Fancy. As an example of a civilized savage. <laughs> in hopes of stimulating investment in Jamestown settlement. And then she got some wonky waspy disease, and then that was dunzo for her. <laughs> yeah, they say pneumonia. They're not sure, but they, they assume pneumonia, smallpox, or tuberculosis. One of the many things that you can procure on Oregon Trail. <laughs> yeah, one of the many things that we have vaccinations for now nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> right? So please, vaccinate. So she either was a Kardashian or a girl who just fucking lost her way quick she was like i'm sick of this shit i'm fucking going to london bitches yep. here's your metal pot i'm fucking out of here <laughs> they got bangers and mash over here this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> i mean anyone converting for bangers and mash is cool in my book <laughs> I mean, good, right fucking potatoes are delicious let <laughs> <laughs> me some taters what we need is a few good taters what's Potatoes. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Chips with a nice piece of fried fish. (laughs) Even you couldn't say no to that. Okay, Tanya, so who's your fuck, Mary Kill? So so based on that, Pocahontas there, 11, uh, I'm put in a position where I, I I have to ditch her and take on these other two fellows, so that's great. Um, I am poke my hunters. Yeah, because I have to do I have to back my sisters, right? I have to like do her a solid. So, you know, I'm just gonna kill you. And we're not gonna even you know, you have to go down this path, right? I mean, just given how long she's gonna be on the planet, like, is she gonna be older? 
Let's just assume like 20-year-old uh, Pocahontas. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not asking you to have sex with not an 11-year-old. Not like on, the, on her deathbed Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I don't want to get diseased. <laughs> I want a clean, fresh it's okay. Pocahontas. You, you've got, you got vaccinated, so <laughs> I you'll mean, be fine. That's a valid point. That's a good way to go through him, isn't it? Okay, so I'll marry <laughs> Pocahontas. Well, and what did Christopher Columbus die of? Fucking probably syphilis. Yep, probably. <laughs> Isn't that what everybody let's look died of? Douchebag. <laughs> Was he executed by a? Let's see. The syphilis vagina. That's right, boy. You can do it. Feed me, see <laughs> Jump to death and illness. He was born in 1506. During a violent storm of his first return voyage, Columbus, then 41. Holy moly. He lived to be 41. Yeah, let's back up on this Pocahontas thing. This is kind of around Suffered the same time, right? With what was believed to be gout. 1506, yeah. Yeah, he was he was he predates her. Okay. He was alive uh 1492 to 1499. In 1492, Columbus had the ocean blue. Oh, where did Julie get 15 from? No, that's when he was an officer. I'm sorry, I'm reading the wrong thing. He was uh he died in 1506. It was born in 1506. Columbus got the gout. So he started off okay because he had that nice Mediterranean diet, and then his ego got inflated, and he started eating fucking pork all the time. It was like, oh. well, yeah, it's probably because you know they they'd be on ships and they you know run out of fresh veggies, so they probably ate a bunch of cured meats and stuff like that. Oh, uh, okay. Like that's that's how you can get gout is eating a lot of like meats and like, cured meats especially. Mm. Yeah, so it in. in- when he was 41, he suffered an attack of what was believed at the time to be gout. In subsequent years, he was plagued with what was thought to be influenza and other fevers, bleeding from the eyes and prolonged attacks of gout. Oh, so he got what he deserved then. And Columbus was bedridden for for months at the time and <laughs> accumulated in his death 14 years later. Wow, he lived with that for a long time. Oh, So eventually the gout got him. Eventually, the gout will get you. Okay, so when we were in Italy, we were almost on the verge of fucking gout. I know we ate a lot of cured meats. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was cuspy. It was like vegetables. How do the Italians do it. <laughs> Fortunately, we followed up Italy with France, and they had a lot of salads. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, France, for saving my life. But <laughs> counteracted with all the butter on everything, so you know it was. Uh, yep. <laughs> we're skirting it but i love salads with my eggs in the morning and it's true french fries in france are the fucking best things you'll ever eat in your entire life it's very different okay so all right who you banging who you banging who oh you the, marrying Fran- the french who guy you i don't know maybe i'll marry the french guy wait which french guy wasn't there a french guy no he no. just landed <laughs> in canada what was he yeah uh leaf erickson. leaf erickson he's norwegian norwegian sorry norwegian i just totally made up something that doesn't even exist Icelandic. You're right, because he's the Viking. I'm sorry. I'm a terrible person. So I guess. Born in Iceland, died in uh, Greenland. Oh, nice. I I guess I'm on a sleigh. (laughs) And that means. (laughs) That'll be my fuck. (laughs) Make love like a Viking. All right. And you killed killed Pocahontas, so you're marrying Christopher Columbus, huh? You're going to stick with him? No, 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 no. I went back to it. I was like, no, no, no. If she's older, I'll, I'll take her. Oh, you're going to marry Pocahontas. No, I don't know. <laughs> These are terrible <laughs> options. We went from cereal to this, so... <laughs> <laughs> My brain was not expecting this transition. <laughs> it wasn't. Where I was, the guy had to fuck Count Chocula. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you're taking the big Norse peen. That's what I'm getting, right? 
I like that thud. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's Norse peen right there. I mean, bring it, baby. Thor's not the only one with a hammer. Okay, so you're who you who you marry? Okay, I'm gonna pound the Norwegian guy, and I'm gonna marry Pocahontas, assuming that she survived long enough to be marryable. And I'm not. Uh, can you imagine sleeping after that? I mean, 14 years with fucking gout? Who's fucking that guy? Nobody's fucking that guy. That guy stinks. <laughs> <laughs> and off with his head. Yep. It's gone. You're out of here. I think I'm going to have to kill Christopher Columbus as well. All right. Because <laughs> there's a consensus on this. <laughs> there's definitely a Christopher Columbus douchebag have a dedicated day. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, you know, it's, it's slowly transitioning that people aren't celebrating it anymore. Yeah, no, I saw that, but boy, this, the Spanish people had a lot of money. They were like, he will have his own fucking day. Yep. Yeah, he made, made Spain He rich. had all his <laughs> ships. The Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. So he can, he can take his gout and, and go die somewhere. He can gout out of here. <laughs> gout on out of here. And then I'm going to say that the, hmm, I either want a blissful marriage or a rough and ragged tumble <laughs> you don't know you might tenderize that meat right on down you might soften up and plant flowers for you make you know what i think i am gonna have to marry leaf erickson just because there's a lot of times in a gay relationship where you're two chicks and you're like boy, if there was a dude here to do that, things would just be so Man. much easier. So I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, marry Leif Erikson and have Pocahontas as my side piece. <laughs> I'm totally down with a polygamous marriage if you want to like find a man for us to like, do shit. That's, I fucking, I... Wait, I thought that's what we were trying to do to Tyler through this podcast, was woo him to be... To be we're fucking failing. Oh. <laughs> it all makes sense now. The chick is up. Don't! Oh, man. She's gonna snag us a beard. <laughs> Do you want me to do the termite thing first, then? Yeah, let's do that. Sweet. <laughs> I was trying, trying to remember. I think the article was in the New Yorker. Yeah, I got it here. I got it pulled up. I'll send it to you forthwith. So, yeah, this there was this interesting... I wanted to look up the other half of it. Maybe we can do that. But the article was in the New Yorker. It was called What Termites Can Teach Us. I mean, it was a really long article. But what was interesting about it was, like, the first half, it really just kind of talked about termites. Well, that's cool. So it gave it its like true, it's like a like a true homage to termites. That's awesome. Yeah. What was interesting was most termites actually don't have any wings or eyes. And I was like, okay, that's creepy. Because it's not, not needed. How are they like getting around? Nope. <laughs> but they have, you know, they have antenna and stuff. So their mating is called swarming, right? So during this swarming time all these termites come out and it said that most of them end up getting eaten by animals on the ground it's like fucking so, studio 54 <laughs> they're like we're gonna go and procreate and they're Yay! <laughs> so it says the few that survive they pair off and they burrow into the ground like a male and female and then they remain in a dark lonely hole the rest of their lives. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> ominous. Man, I I almost want to be eaten alive at the end. <laughs> it says they bite off the ends of their antennas 
which they think they do to make their sensitivity acute because, I mean, if you're going to live in a hole, <laughs> I mean, why why be super sensitive and aware of your surroundings? Yep. <laughs> All right, much going on down here. Self-preservation. <laughs> They're just like, fuck this. It's like right. fucking, what was that movie where Homeboy cut his arm off from the boulder? <laughs> <laughs> 127 hours. Pretty much. So, and then the queen... She actually lays millions of eggs in a decade, which is the longest life of any insect. Yeah, I found that part crazy. I was like, fuck, they live a decade? I was like, what? <laughs> nuts. That's a long fucking time. For yeah, that. for just a bug just shitting out other bugs. Right? And it said when it gets pregnant, it becomes like this big bulbous, essentially the size of your thumb. I was like, ugh. So no. <laughs> I'm, I'm now seeing like a blind, unwinged, stubby antennaed fat queen with a little crown on her head all cocked to the side that gives a whole new meaning to mother earth fuck that (laughs) but they said it said that termites get a bad rep because you know they don't have the charisma of bees (laughs) i mean they are fucking cute (laughs) they're not as cute they don't receive the same recognition as ants for their work ethic and their load-bearing capabilities yeah because they they destroy houses (laughs) yeah well that was the thing is like the termite kind of has a bad rap because its reputation is just destruction. But it says <laughs> some of the facts in there were in 2011, termites consumed $10 million or 10 million rupees in banknotes in India. So like actual bills, termites ate them. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, fucking sucks, right? Oh man! Um, and then there was like another elderly woman I'd be calling fucking Monsanto stat. I'd be like, fuck this. <laughs> right? There was another older woman in Guangdong. I'm not sure where that is. <laughs> it sounds funny. Um, that but, sounds made up. But, you know, like, <laughs> right? you know how old people, like, hide their money and shit? So this poor old woman, it said... She didn't put that shit in a jar. No, termites munched away part of her savings. Because she didn't put that shit in a jar. So she wrapped 400,000 yen in plastic and put it in a drawer. And these fucking termites ate it. (laughs) Apparently, termites like money. (laughs) Yeah, right? Tasty. Money. But also bad rap is, so there's only 28 of 2,600 species that are actually invasive. So not all termites are destructive. So because of these few assholes, <laughs> termites get a bad rap. But it <laughs> said that funny. there are so many termites in the world, like so many species and termite quantity in general, that they outweigh humans 10 to 1. Damn. So that's a lot that's of like termites. That's like fucking Henrietta yeah. Lacks. <laughs> right? Yeah it's, yeah, it's the same thing with, like, ants and whatnot. It's like their their biomass is just like a massive. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. So it's like, ugh, don't want to think about that. But it said that only 28 of those 2,600 species outweighing humans 10 to 1, they're not, the non-invasive species are actually, like, ecologically crucial because they irrigate the land, protect against droughts, and they help enrich the soil. So basically we all perceive them as like these assholes who are destroying everything, but really without termites. I rent, so I don't fucking care. <laughs> right? <laughs> but without termites, we'd have a huge problem. Yeah, yeah, we just have a problem because they destroy, you know, they affect our houses, that's why. 
Yeah. But yeah. I mean, you know, in, in the natural order, they're they're serving a very vital, you know, function. In fact, yeah. I'm confident Santa Cruz is just an island of termites. <laughs> <laughs> it says in the United States, termites have been estimated to consume somewhere between one point five and twenty billion dollars worth of property every year. Oh fuck! Damn. So, <laughs> I though, get why we don't like them, <laughs> right? So that's kind of crazy, though, because like even though only a small percentage of them are invasive, that small percentage wreaks havoc. <laughs> yeah, no. So I was thinking about calling Monsanto. But without them, we'd also have irrigation problems. So you know, that's crazy. <laughs> it is what it is, right? <laughs> The interesting thing, so basically kind of like how space travel influences our technology, they utilize insects to influence our development. And one of the things that they were talking about is how a termite... Eat your own antenna off. (laughs) (laughs) I think I already did. I don't have any. Yum, yum. (laughs) It says that the termite mounds are the largest structures built by a non-human animal. And they can reach up to 35 feet high. So That's crazy. Yeah. It says to put that in proportion. So if they were a human, that would be tall as 2,722-foot building in Dubai. So these little tiny things That's are making... the best fucking game of Jenga ever. Right? <laughs> but what fascinates scientists most about them, you know, it's not that it's like this beautiful brown, red, and orange color. It's the mound is actually like its own entity, its own, like, living being. It's its own fucking planet Earth. That's crazy. Yeah. It's got its own organism. It says within one year, 11 pounds of termites can move about 364 pounds of dirt in the form of mud balls. (laughs) So in in these mounds are tunnels, different passageways, radiating chambers. They they said that it has, like, archways and spiral staircases. So they're incredibly like artistic. They cut yeah, off. It's they like cut off their am- sensory, but they fucking are still like I must create something beautiful. Well, only That's- the king and queen cut off their. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, okay, right on. Their antennae because okay, they're right buried on. under the ground. But that mound, because they are buried under the ground, the mound becomes like a living, breathing lung because it carries oxygen into the underground. Because the usually these termites. There's obviously the 35 foot one is a big, tall, narrow chamber. So it carries in the oxygen and it, you know, alters the carbon dioxide. So it's, it's, that's why they call it like a a lung. Their mounds are more like living, breathing lungs. But what confuses scientists is they don't talk to each other like ants do. They don't have that communication pattern. Mm. So they're not 100% sure how... They're communicating. These guys have, you know, it's like a bunch of fucking dudes who have no plan put into place, but yet they make this giant mound that's this living, breathing lung. So scientists think that it has to do with their saliva. That's how Mm -hmm. they're communicating because it, it was... I was just getting ready to say it's probably a hormone. It's the same thing that like drives like people to have sex to procreate is like a hormonal thing it drives them to continuously do this one thing yeah yeah like they're hard coat they come out hard coated and do this thing totally yeah it's like they they lack a memory they lack the ability to work but somehow when you put 
I can't remember the exact number, but I think it was more than 20 termites together. They all of a sudden start producing and they're like, they become, <laughs> a, you know, a working swarm. They've done all sorts of tests to try and figure out how this works. And it said like they pour like hot aluminum in there, propane. I'm like, why are you torturing these fucking insects? Learning. Yeah. But yeah, they're learning and I guess termites are not protected. So they can pretty much do whatever inhumane thing that they want to Aww. qualify as a test. So yeah, poor little yeah, termites. So when you see people pour like mercury or something like that in, you know, liquid aluminum or something like that into like, you know, nests just to see what it looks like underneath. It's like, really? He just wiped out an entire colony. <laughs> right? Like, what the fuck, man? I'm a human. I can do what I want. Yep. So some of the things that they're trying to do is figure out how to utilize whatever it is that the termites have like in their own colonies and make it something useful for us. So it said that they could turn their digestion and into fuel, like into energy. And it said that if we were able... Wasn't that what we all do? Well, yeah, but like if we're able to... So basically termites turn dead plant matter into energy. So they've kind of... Okay. With their the bacteria and the microbes in their gut somehow they're not really sure how they're doing they it. make it into something nutritional well not nutritional termites in their gut microbes are have thought to have been co-evolved between 250 million and 150 million years ago when some con- cockroaches ingest wood-eating microbes and then began sharing what entomologists called wood shake a mixture of feces microbes and plant matter among themselves <laughs> mouth to mouth and mouth to anus. Mmm, wood shake. <laughs> also known as shit on the shingles. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> SOS. <laughs> this practice is known as trophilex. I don't know what that means. Oh, I'm right then. Yeah, it means trough to shit. But it's a cu- communal pooling of digestive capacity. So oh. it sounds really fucking gross. But um, <laughs> I think this is where they got the idea for the human centipede. Yep. Because <laughs> it said... They do it mouth to mouth and mouth to anus. <laughs> <laughs> but it said uh, that... Never go mouth to ass. <laughs> or ass to mouth, whatever ass it is. Mouth, Just don't go either. Like, what? A little momentary what? dyslexia. What? What? what public service announcement is this? <laughs> One everyone needs to know. And now, what was that? The, the, the more, more you know. know. <laughs> but it says that the Department of Energy says... That the U.S. can produce 1.3 billion tons of dry biomass from harvested trees, corn stalks, high-energy grasses. Don't and we the have like an organ that like, without, we think is useless? Let, let me finish reading my damn thing. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> the U.S. can produce 1.3 billion tons of dry biomass from harvested trees, corn stalks, high-energy grasses, and the like without taking anything away from the regular agricultural uses. If humans can crack the code of termite digestion, the U.S. could turn this stuff into nearly 100 billion gallons of biofuel each year. Oh, damn. Ooh, that's called gerbil food. What sometimes they're calling grassoline. Oh, <laughs> no. a, that's a science funny for you yeah. guys out there. <laughs> Good old science fun. Man, that sounds like eating fucking gerbil food. We're fucked. We're eating pellets. so that's like the major goal of synthetic (laughs) biology to to kind of crack that code but it says manufacturing 
termite biofuel would require identifying the genes for wood eating from the termite microbe colony and inserting them into the cellular bag. So, and the biggest problem is there's a lot of fickleness with microbes. Less than 1% of them can be isolated and grown in a petri dish. So, and if, unless we find some I mean, really, really smart motherfucker. Well, the people that are looking into fucking atoms and shit need to pass along that information to these people. Apparently, they're missing out on something. Right? Oh, the other thing that was really interesting was, well, Donald Trump actually might want to get a bunch of termites because... In the 1990s, computer scientists began programming virtual termites to build walls. (laughs) So what's ending up happening is they've cracked some of the termite code, basically. I think you just cracked his code. Yeah. Well, they're using the swarming as robots. So the military... Hello, we figure anything out. Let's make it into a weapon. Yep, let's just weaponize anything we can. <laughs> Man, so you in- suck, Tyler. That's terrible. <laughs> I've been depressed ever since I heard that. <laughs> so in the 1990s, computer scientists began programming these termites that they called T-E-R-M-E-S terms. They were adorable, semicircular tissue box robots that move on all fours <laughs> on wigs, which are wheel legs. Oh. Another another good science uh, nice. word we've created here. It said a group of terms were programmed with the same set of individual instructions, and they collectively build the same structure without any any centralized command or inter-robot communication. If one robot detects another in its way, it simply pauses until it stops sensing another robot and then gets back to its regularly scheduled program. <laughs> oh my god, it's literally my workday. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd say it's like just like super Canadian. It's like sorry, sorry, and just stands there till the other one moves out of the way. <laughs> right, right, right. Sorry, mate. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but it said so when this first happened, there was like a, a brief media frenzy that some journalists were predicting that these terms were going to be colonizing Mars. But and then it says and others warned that they might be coming upon the robot apocalypse. So. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Didn't Elon already fucking warn us of that? <laughs> Just saying. It says everything that termites do, the military would like to do. <laughs> the military would like to have weapons that are at once tiny like termites and massive like swarms. That's crazy because we just watched Ants over again because I was like, I really like that movie and I wanted you to see it, but I don't think you'll enjoy it, Tyler. It's a little dated. (laughs) But yeah, it was the same thing. It was the same premise. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I guess what's crazy is a few years ago, the U.S. Navy began testing swarms. They began testing swarms of autonomous self-organized robotic speedboats. Hmm. And in 2012, the Human Rights Watch and the Harvard Law School International Human Rights Clinic called for a preemptive international ban on the development of fully autonomous weapons. What about squirrels on jet skis? I think that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But they were saying, essentially, the reason why they wanted to ban this because, you know, okay, right now it was just swarming boats, but swarming weapons like that could be incredibly dangerous and if war has nothing to lose except for money what's going to hold people back from going to war all the time so i thought i thought that was kind of cool i was like oh okay so there's an ass load of 
termites who are eating homes, but more often than not, they're just churning out babies and... Yep, churning out babies and getting rid of fallen trees. Right, making some sweet houses, and apparently we're going to take over the world, so... It doesn't pay to be queen. That's the other takeaway. (laughs) (laughs) There was was something on, um, like, the Today I Learned on Reddit, and it was about, like, that song, Royals... Mm-hmm. Lord. And Lord. like, it's about, yeah, by Lord. That's a great album. It's about uh, bees. <laughs> it's actually like about a bee colony. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. If you, if you think about the lyrics, like, oh, it's actually about bees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. That makes so much sense. And we'll never be royal. It's a one in our blood. That kind of luck's just ain't for us. We crave a different kind of buzz. Let me be your ruler. Yeah, so I thought it was kind of cool. I was like, termites get a bad rap, but they're going to cause either the colonization of Mars or the apocalypse or... Yeah. I know there's always this trope in um, sci-fi that's uh, nanomachines. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the same thing. Like It's basically a bunch of little little microscopic robots that work in a swarm, like swarm capacity. And even in the real world, they're looking into being able to develop that to fight certain diseases and, and, you know, especially like cancer. If you have these microscopic things you can inject in your bloodstream that all work together to basically destroy cancerous tissue. Right. I mean, that's going to work way better than inner space. Yeah, <laughs> it's always funny because like in video games they use it. It'll be like a sci-fi game, and they use nano machines as like a form of magic. So like people can you know shoot fireballs or shoot lightning at each other. It gives them the ability to do these crazy, ridiculous things. <laughs> That's, That's kind of cool. Yep. Like I think about those little itty bitty like walkie bug things that they have at like museums and stuff like that in the gift shop. You know, it's like one inch, and then it's got these like wire legs, and it's just all. You wind it up and it's all <laughs> bounces around all crazy and shit. Yep. It's funny because I know exactly what you're talking about. The technology is apparently way more advanced than what I've seen at the museum. That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, they're not as cool as bees or ants, but I thought that was pretty cool for termites. Yeah. I mean, termites are still really interesting. Like, again, like they have a whole, you know, they make a colony that's a living, breathing thing. Yeah. That's insane. It did say that architects have utilized some of the structure's you know, mechanisms or whatever, they've been able to draw from it and use it in architecture. So I thought that was cool, but I was more concerned about the massive killings. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, segues into Monsanto being the uh, global weed killers of honeybees research find. There was a recent article that came out about how Monsanto, that wonderful corporation, is uh, basically wiping out all like hive species, not not even just uh, bees, or basically they're just eradicating pollinators because it's also like butterflies and stuff like that oh, wow. are affected by this. And they find that basically the weed killers they're using destroys the gut bacteria in a lot of these species mm-hmm. so that they're susceptible to any other kind of infection. So basically they, they, they lose their gut. <laughs> yeah, basically. I didn't bookmark it, but uh, there's another article that talked about how mush- there's a type of mushroom they found that helps restore that. Out of curiosity, like how much does wireless technology affect bees as well? Oh, it's just radio waves. There, there's uh, there's radio waves that occur naturally just from the sun. They're they're harmless to life. So why do people say that people get brain cancer from cell phones? Because people are wrong. People, the same people who think that uh, vaccinations cause autism, kind of thing. Well, well, let's back up a minute. If if you vaccinate somebody one on top of another in an untimely manner, that's from my understanding, from the most educated people who are 
opposed to vaccinations is that's the primary concern. So, you know, so obviously there's there's enough math there that says that there's validity. Is that not the case with wireless technology? Well, it says on Snoops that the radiation from cell phones is not causing... Due yeah, it's all it's all radio waves. It's essentially the same same uh, near it's the same AM frequencies we use for our AM FM radio. Yeah. So, but as far as I don't know if Snoop does the bees. Mm. Yeah, the article I just sent you has a fucking autoplay, so watch out. <laughs> <laughs> um, this says cell phone radiation does harm bees. Swiss researchers huh. are saying that. Yeah, because I always know it's been Stars harmless to humans, so have... maybe it does affect bees. You know what the one cool thing is I can say about Whole Foods is Whole Foods really did put their money where their mouth is when it came to Monsanto. They would really, they would fight cases with them. Yeah, they did for a while. And then they were like, oh, this isn't lucrative. (laughs) Fucking right. (laughs) But continue about your, your B stories here. Oh, anyways, it was basically about Monsanto and... Um, oh, they're the reason why all the bees are going to the wayside. Yeah, so basically they're one of the biggest culprits in the su- like sudden colony death of uh, bees, in addition to people just going around destroying beehives because people are shitty. People what? Suck. Who fucking does that? Yeah, there's another one like I saw like yesterday. Back east, some of, a bunch of colonies were destroyed. Again? Yeah. It was when I was like, oh, great. There's oh. another piece of shit. It says over 700 bee species in America have faced decline. With the 37% of bee species that face large loss, 9% of bees and butterfly populations face extinction. That's crazy. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's, it's one of those big things that no one's really doing anything about. <laughs> like It's like, in addition to all the other climate problems that we have, we're destroying our pollinators, which are essential for agriculture. That's crazy. And monarchs are starting to die off because of the deforestation in Mexico. And the deforestation in Mexico is happening because these people need to make a living. So yep. Yeah. Yeah. Their, their populations used to be in the billions, and now they're down to like 90 million. Yeah. That's kind of the cool thing about living in Santa Cruz is... Each year you can go, what is, I think it's like it's around May this through time October right now, right? Yeah. or October through May, one or the other. You can see the monarchs. You can see the monarchs <laughs> down at Natural Bridges. Yeah, I was down visiting a friend down in San Luis Obispo a few months back and we were just driving around. We happened upon actually one of the spots where all the uh, monarchs stopped. It's kind of was like, oh, oh there's cool. a bunch of cars here. And we saw like some signs like, oh yeah, monarchs are, you know, stopping here. It's like, oh, okay. So we got out and like, you know, you walk around, you look, you look for them. And then all of a sudden you realize, you know, with their wings closed, they look just like You thought it trees. was a leaf. <laughs> yeah, you see a leaf and all of a sudden you realize like, it's just, yeah, they're just everywhere. Yeah, they're dead. They look like dead leaves. What's interesting about the monarchs is they start, it's like their their life cycle. What is it, like 30 days or something? Yeah, life cycle. Now, they go cycle. from Canada to Mexico to Mexico to Canada, right? Or they Well, it depends on which which leg they're born on. Oh, okay, that makes my sense. my understanding. Let me see if I can find it real quick. That's a cool picture. Yeah, I just I, I found that when I was searching for another article and just really cool looking, like honeycomb. Oh, no, that was another thing I found while I was searching. Apparently, bees also, when they have, like, you know, the little bee boxes, like the little beehives that humans make, they apparently will collect sap from trees and use that to seal the lids so that the people can't get into it. <gasps> That's some clever <laughs> shit. That's fucking Stop funny. Stop taking my shit, man. <laughs> yep. Stop taking our fucking honeycombs. Aw, <laughs> oh, poor bees. So there's, yep. there's actually a video. Ooh, sweet. But the here's how. 
So each fall, millions of monarchs leave their summer breeding grounds in the northeastern U.S. and Canada and travel upwards of 3,000 miles to reach overwintering grounds in southwestern Mexico. Unlike birds or wildebeest, they embark on an epic migration and these butterflies never return. The lifetime of an adult monarch butterfly was a bit of a surprise when scientists figured this out about 50 years ago. Adults live two to five weeks or seven to nine months. It depends on whether they have sex or not. Monarchs have two different life cycles, so two different lifetimes. Most butterflies come from 2,000 miles south in Mexico. That is a long distance to fly if you're a butterfly who lives six months, but it is impossible if you live three weeks. So they adapt. In spring, when it is warm enough to leave South Mexico, they head north, fly for a few weeks looking for poisonous milkweed plants along the way. They may lay their eggs and in another week or so, then they are dead. In order to complete the trip from Mexico across the U.S. to Maine and Canada, they leave it to their children. The life cycle for a new generation of monarchs starts with eggs laid on poison milkweed in Texas or thereabouts. Eggs hatch in a few days and worm-like larvae comes out. The larvae turning into a butterfly. Now, less than five weeks old, they have about that same time to fly north, have sex, and lay eggs before they die too. To keep feeding on the young milkweed, they keep flying north and repeating this life cycle of eight or so weeks, with the fourth or fifth generation finally making it as far as Maine or Canada. After six or seven months and four or five generations, it's August time to go back to Mexico. Now, the weird thing happens. The last generation that hatches around August has to fly 2,000 miles and doesn't have time for all this sex and worm stuff, so they just head south and miraculously, they don't die. They just keep flying and feeding on nectar and using the winds to glide and save energy. The final generation make it all the way back to Mexico in under three months with little food and no sex. They get six months to relax on trees of Mexico City if no one has cut the tree down. Finally, in spring, it is back to Texas, they have sex, lay eggs and die. One full year and maybe five generations, and no one knows how the fifth generation of the previous year finds their way back to the same trees. The pictures are really cool because, um, like, obviously they have the best lenses on the face of the planet. Yeah. And crazy good photographers. <laughs> they also probably had somebody throw something in all of the trees at the same time. Yeah. Okay, so it says migratory monarchs have a, such a wide range. They have many threats, including the decline of milkweed population as their range U.S. and Canada. So we should be planting milkweed. And even a growing <laughs> demand for avocado. Avocado. Back to our episode of the seven and a half bathtub avocado. It's also killing <laughs> butterflies. And I just I just threw out a bad avocado the other day and I thought I was going to get butchered in the house. <laughs> I told you when I was at the store the other day, I like thought about getting one. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, I, I wanted it, but I was like, I, I don't You made a know. good decision. They're watery right now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So they're essentially because Mexico's designated almost 140,000 acres of forest as a protected area for the monarchs. They're still, you know, having to compete with the avocado industry. The monarchs aren't going the way of the dinosaur anytime soon, but there's reasons to be concerned for their future. Yeah, like that thing that came out that said we're all going to die in, what, 2033 because <laughs> because the planet's heating up so yep. much? We're doomed. I am hoarding all of my drugs now. <laughs> Just going to have a nice big stash. That's right. <laughs> what do they call those people that, like, in-day people or... Um, oh, like doomsday? Yeah. They're fucking going crazy right now after that article came out. Who published that article? Oh, it was a UN thing. Okay. About the uh, the climate. Just the UN. The climate change, Just the right? people that all fucking laughed at our president. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that wasn't the reaction I was expecting, but okay. <laughs> that actually was the funniest thing he said. Yeah. <laughs> so it just reminded me of when Jeb Bush was, you know, campaigning. He, like, he did like this big speech and like no one really reacted. He's like, please clap. I, I do remember that. Poor, I poor did not Jeb. see that. Poor Jeb. So this says monarchs can travel between 50 That's to 100 bad. miles a day. Damn. The farthest range monarch butterflies recorded traveled 265 miles in one day. That was an overachiever. That's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I like I started typing in Jeb Bush and it just the first thing that came up on Google was please clap. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> that's why that's why Dick Cheney ran this country. That's why that's why they had Reagan be president. He had charisma and shit and he could be a fucking puppet. Yep. But unfortunately for them, there's still old footage of Reagan before his cheese f- fucking slid off his cracker. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you also now, Social Security has nothing to do with the deficit. Social Security is totally funded by the payroll tax levied on employer and employee. If you reduce the outgo of Social Security, that money would not go into the general fund to reduce a deficit. It would go into the Social Security Trust Fund. So Social Security has nothing to do with balancing a budget or erasing or lowering the deficit. Oh, hold on. I got to see this. Oh, I want to see fucking Charlie Potatoes fuck this up. Hold on. (laughs) So here's my pledge to you. I will be a commander in chief that will have the back of the military. I won't trash talk. I won't be a divider in chief or an agitator in chief. That guy in the stripes, he's fucking bored as shit. Bored. Yep. Dead inside. The one guy thinks he's cool, he's got pink glasses. That we're prepared to act (laughs) in the national security interests of this country to get back in the business of creating a more peaceful world. Please clap. Please clap. (laughs) Every time. That's what we call sad cringe. You know what my favorite <laughs> Bush really fucked up. video is? Is the one where George fucking ducks from the shoes at the, the podium? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll give him points for that. He fucking yeah. saw that coming and dodged out of the way. I'm, it's like, wow, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who you know, knew? He poor, was part that, ninja. But that guy didn't want to be president either. He was just like forced into this thing. He's like, man, fuck it. All right. you Is this guy dick? Dick's going to do everything Well, Fine. I guess daddy wants me to run for president. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run for president. Like, like, the Bushes are people you want to eat barbecue with and fucking drink beer with and, like, fucking cut up and have a good time with. They, You don't want them as president. Do you think yeah. that he drew the short straw and that's why Jeb didn't run the first time? I mean, yeah, when he was in the womb, he's fucking definitely better looking when and a hell of a lot fucking womb. smarter. 
Actually articulate. <laughs> Nuclear. When will the highways of the internet become less few? Oh. <laughs> so Monsanto, their chemicals is what's killing the bees, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's the pesticides they're using that is being found to be the uh, big cause of a sudden colony collapse and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, fuck Monsanto. Fuck Monsanto. Praise the termites. Praise the termites. And fuck Pocahontas. And <laughs> no, save Pocahontas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Pocahontas, and our president, who's a fucking super genius, like Wiley Coyote, super genius. Mm-hmm. Something you may not be aware of. There are weird voting laws per each state. And in North Dakota, which happens to inhibit a lot of Native Americans. Is it the politically correct inhabit, term? Not inhibit. Well, I guess both. Inhabit. Sorry. I mean, that was funny, Julie. <laughs> um, <laughs> inhabit. You made it funny. <laughs> In North Dakota, there's a controversial voter ID law, uh, which requires residents to show identification with a current street address. But when the American government set up reservations or prisoners of war, as most normal people referred to them as they were forced to have po boxes and the laws require for your ability to to vote you have to have a street address which is kind of a conflict of interest and well we have a post office box that's what our mailing address is yeah but i don't know what the california law is it's per state yeah i think california is doing that because that's usually a republican thing to do voter suppression like that public service announcement So I went to renew our post office box today, November 6th, at the address of poboxes.usps.com. And I was reading the fine print, and I noticed it says, Your P.O. box comes with a real street address so you can order online and receive packages from any shipper. So if we can do that in California, why can't the Native Americans vote? Seems a little fishy. So they they declined to overturn this, which is the fucking craziest thing I've ever seen. Next to a TED video that I really, really enjoy because it's so it's so artistically done. And I say that with trepidation because, you know, this is a huge story to be told in a limited amount of time. And this gentleman here has managed to befriend these people and tell their story in that short period of time. Of the Lakota Indians? Yeah. So I think I have a fix for all these Native Americans. Some white guy has to essentially open a mailbox, etc. And (laughs) instead of having a post office box, just have this white guy's address and have it A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V for each resident. That's crazy. Is that like a real thing? No, I just thought of that. Do you think they could do that? I don't know. I mean, it makes sense in my head. But I mean... Whoa, what the fuck was what that? What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> Must have been that bean I had for dinner. <laughs> Woo! That was a crazy motorcycle out there. <laughs> wow. But yeah, like, why doesn't someone do that? Because you have 
I mean, we live, well, not in this house, but we used to live, I don't know what number it was, like 103 Main Street, and we were apartment C. So why couldn't somebody... Well, I think people don't help one another. I I think that that plays into it, and that's part of the problem. You know, I know a lot of the conversations I'm currently having with folks on Facebook and social media is, well, what can we do to help? Everybody just seems very overburdened and singular. And, you know, that's kind of the goal, right? So I guess the the first thing people need to do is make themselves aware and, and start sharing uh, ideas. And I think maybe that is a good potential idea. And maybe nobody's really sharing that with them. What's that chick's name? That was in Big Little Lies. The actress, Shailen. Shailen Booth. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Okay. Shailen Woodley. She was very proactive when the pipeline shit was going down. Yeah. And those people put up a good fight for a very long period of time and would like rotate out. Like that was like, and that's why people, when they're talking to one another, they're like, well, what can I do? Just fucking wake up. Just wake up and fucking pay attention. Yeah. I just sent that TED speech that Aaron Hughes gave the photographer from uh, Washington there. And he, he goes and he outlines all of the treaties that the Indians had set up with the United States and then we in return broke. And when I go through the transcript of this, there's 10 treaties that we broke. Because this is the United States of America, unless you're a Native American. So, like, no matter what they do, we just, you know, we're just contrarians about it. We just, you know, we stick a fucking roadblock in their face. And one of one of the most current ones that's happening right now is with their ability to vote. If when we set up everything with them for PO, I mean, it was clearly done by design for voter yeah. suppression. Oh, yeah. It's pretty crazy. I, I remember seeing this one woman... What show were we watching where there was this young woman who was politically active and she was really trying to get the rest of the tribe's members to be politically active, but they're so suppressed that they don't, you know, they hardly get a really solid education. Well, no, they are, you know, we we drove through the Dakotas one time and we were stuck in traffic and we thought, oh my God, how, how could we be stuck in traffic out in the middle of nowhere? And this white woman who was in traffic with us, who was in one of the cars up ahead, was going back and telling the other cars what was happening and why we were there. And when she got to our car, she was letting us know. And she says some and some drunk Indian ran into a parked steam construction roller. vehicle, a steamroller, because they were redoing the pavement in the area. And, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Caucasian people there just like, you know, this is just totally fucking typical behavior. They just, you know, look at them as like they're just animals. And that's not what they're animals because they've been so oppressed. Yeah. You don't know what it's like to suffer to that level and degree. They have the highest rate of diabetes. They have the highest rate of suicide. They have the highest rate of alcoholism. They have the highest rate of, you know, being uneducated. Don't need, never mind high school dropout. They don't even have a fucking high school. And the highest rate of poverty, too. Which brings me kind of to another interesting thing. I read an article uh, the other day that outlined the areas in the United States that had the highest population of people on food stamps, and they were all heavily Caucasian areas. Oh, yeah. That's the the irony that they always talk about, you know, minorities collecting food stamps and welfare, and it ends up being that it's a bunch of white people who are the main beneficiaries of it. Yeah. Lazy white people (laughs) who keep having kids to stay on 
government subsidized programs. I mean, I don't yep. even know if that's why. Maybe it's the only good time they have. I don't know. <laughs> what do we get for ten dollars? Everything you want. Everything. This says the breakdown of poverty rates show that Native Americans are consistently the highest among each race. Reservation Indians have 39% poverty rate, non-reservation 26%, black 25%, Hispanic Latino of all races 23%, Pacific Islander 18%, Asian 13%, and white 9%. And then you flip that, basically, for collectors of food stamps. (laughs) Yep. Oh, my God. That's crazy. And it says the South Dakota and North Dakota poverty rates for Native American tribes are the highest. South Dakota at 54%, and then South Dakota and North Dakota for 58%, and then Montana and Wyoming. Watichu. And we, all us white people, we just stole your land. So I'm definitely uh, and Pocahontas my was a honey. So who wouldn't want a beer? <laughs> She's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a second. You're telling me in my future <laughs> that my people are the most deprived people in this nation, which we only inhabit right now. I'm definitely going with this white guy. Nope, can't say I blame <laughs> you there. <laughs> she saw the future. She says, "Pretty get you everywhere." <laughs> That's fucked up. So, yeah. America, fuck yeah. America, fuck yeah. Ending on that sour American note. Well, yeah, feel free to, like, talk. I knew it was a depressing topic, and it had to be talked about because that's... I'm going to really look into this mailbox idea I have, though. We can't believe we're not political anymore, and I don't want to totally talk about him, but, you know, it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, well, nothing's going to happen until the midterms that's essentially what we're kind of waiting on yeah because obviously the republican party is not going to hold this regime accountable for anything that it's doing i have to go around telling people elizabeth warren was a fucking republican until 1996 yeah do the fucking math you guys are assholes it's just fucking all-out anarchy yeah Yeah. it's uh i think i might write to elizabeth warren with my post office box north dakota savior idea (laughs) and see what she has to say about it If well, maybe you should do a little research first before you interrupt her time. Eh, that's what her people are for. Yes, yeah, so, so you'll interrupt her intern. <laughs> yeah, that's right. really what I. Hey, meant. intern, how you doing? Science. Yeah, I think of science. Something completely different. <laughs> and now for something completely different. Do you guys remember the old pacemaker? Did, did any, the old pacemaker. Did anyone in your family have a pacemaker? Nope. Yes. Oh, someone in... Okay. So, well, my nana, I guess she's my... It was my great-grandmother, my nana, had a pacemaker. And I remember she lived in Worcester and... <laughs> Working man's town. Yeah. Uh, she lived in, like, this apartment complex assisted living kind of place. And the first time we went there, I remember seeing on her door do not use a microwave and i was like what the fuck is that about how am i gonna eat my food right i was back then you could microwave your thanksgiving dinner so that was a pretty powerful yeah. microwave back in the day. <laughs> but then then i found out that it was because of the pacemaker so yeah if you were yeah. running a, a turkey for two hours and you're like <laughs> you took a microwave you could probably kibby out old nana cardiac arrest <laughs> Nana's looking sluggish. <laughs> Nana, do you want some <laughs> gravy with that? No. 
Uh, nobody liked Nana anyways. (laughs) (laughs) I remember the pacemaker. It was really like one of those memories that kind of like burn into your head because when you're a kid, it's so out of the norm and so different. They used to protrude. Well, yeah, that, and this was like like, probably like 85, 86, maybe. It was literally like having a microwave in your chest. Well, yeah, it was like, (laughs) it was basically half the size of a baseball cut in half and placed on your chest. I remember seeing her with this bulge in her and I was like, oh my God. She just wanted attention wearing those V-necks all the time. (laughs) Who is this Nana? Why can't I use microwaves and what the fuck's on her chest, right? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck's going on in this place? (laughs) So what was interesting is I got this Dominican hospital thing last spring. The new pacemaker. New pacemaker. The new pacemaker is like an like a capsule. So what a fucking yeah, capsule! Here, check this out. So it still attaches to your heart. Focus, focus. So it says for more than five decades, pacemakers have helped millions of people. It's like your butt camera. <laughs> <laughs> Back it up. Um, Good old. Butt I mean, camera. if you want, but I wouldn't. Okay. Well, side note to pacemaker i have a lot of immune system problems and one of the tests like you know you can get a colonoscopy and an endoscopy so one goes in your mouth the tube in your mouth and then one goes up your butt however there's that whole intestinal tract in between the mouth and the butt so there's another test that this actually was in, I'm sure it's done differently now, but this was like in the 2000s, around 2004. You swallow this giant horse pill and then what it is, it's actually a camera. So the night before you clean out your system and then you go in... Purge. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you go into the doctor, you get a glass of water in this capsule, it looks at you, 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 well, you look at it, it looks back at it. <laughs> it looks at you dead in the eye. <laughs> and it kind of like, does. <laughs> um, the best, it's got like four little LED lights. On a little motherboard with a black circle. Uh-huh. You can see a tiny camera lens and inside is the, the transmitting device. So you look at this, it takes your picture, you swallow it, and then you walk around with it for about six to eight hours. And you have a hard drive strapped to you, and the whole time it's communicating, and it's taking a photo and sending it to the hard drive. So it's transmitting all this data. Well, they don't wait for you to poop it out, so (laughs) you just go back to the doctor, you give them the hard drive, and then you're on your merry way. Well, the way that they clean you out, you basically just have liquid butt for a whole fucking day before, right? And kind of <laughs> sort of towards the end anyways of that process. So I was like, well, fuck, this camera just cost me $5,000. I'm going to try to find it. <laughs> <laughs> we, listen, Tyler, we went to this really cute, posh little grocery store in New England, totally picturesque, because she hadn't eaten, right? So we were, I'm going to make her a good meal. And we go in there and we were going through there and buying what we want. And Julia's like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. I was like, don't forget the camera. And she was like, what? I was like, don't forget the camera. (laughs) Needless to say, not much came out except the camera. So I was like, fuck it. I'm grabbing that bitch. (laughs) 
Nope. <laughs> so I took five it, grand of this piece of right? shit. Or a piece of non-shit. I washed it off. I sanitized it. Cleaned my hands. And then, like, a couple weeks later, my dad came over. And I was like, hey, dad, put out your hand. Put it in his hand. He's like, what is this? Oh, that's the camera that <laughs> fell out of my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> totally dropped it. He's like, "That's so gross." I'm like, "I cleaned it. Come on, I'm not sitting around my house with a poop cam. I mean, I have a poop cam, but it's sanitary." <laughs> Good old poop cam. <laughs> so, cut back to pacemakers, which are now the size of poop cams. Poop cam. But it says. So the pacemaker was invented five decades ago. That's crazy. And it says most pacemakers, which are implanted in the chest, use batteries to send heart signals through one or more wires called leads. The patients don't feel electrical charges and the charge only goes off when they need to help regulate the heart rhythm. That's just crazy. You know, over the 20 years ago, pacemakers were large, heavy, visible under the skin. Today, the standard pacemaker is small and streamlined. They're now leadless, meaning they don't have wires to connect to the heart. Instead, these models are placed directly into the heart, which can reduce complications related to chest incisions and wires, including possible obstructions, breaks, and infections. So it's pretty crazy because I probably wouldn't have been so scared of my Nana had it been... (laughs) (laughs) Had this technology been existed. (laughs) I am one person removed from a kid who was the guinea pig for children's pacemakers. And he had had heart problems since he was very, very young. And they, out of of desperation, um, started making pacemakers for him. And each time they'd put a pacemaker in, his family was basically told he'd only have this short period to live. So... Basically, the whole duration of his childhood, he thought he was always on death's door. And um, he became a a real coke addict. He was heavily, heavily into cocaine. And this is kind of a crazy, crazy thing. He and he was on a list for a donor for a heart transplant and he got it. He won the lottery for it. And they got him all set up for the operation for this surgery. And when they looked at him and everything that he had going on biologically they just sewed him back up and said sorry we can't give this to you because you have a serious drug problem and you're not worthy basically of this organ yeah and he died shortly after that his dad wrote a book um but yeah that's crazy what's the name of the book i don't know oh here it is right here it's uh it's angels from heaven by jim needner his son's name was James, and uh, on the cover of the book, it says, faith, persistence, and attitude are the three qualities that have helped me and my family deal with our problems. Everyone has problems in one form or another. If our story can inspire just one family or one individual who feels their world has become upside down, then our efforts will be personally satisfying. So... But um, yeah, his dad wrote the book because um, he wanted people to understand the importance of, of taking care of drug addiction. So it ended up being a story about a boy to have a pacemaker and what they're all modeled after now. Not now. Not looking at that little thing. Holy moly. Yeah. But it ended up being a book about educating people about drugs. Just crazy. The new pacemaker is 10% the size of a conventional pacemaker. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. And it says like... They last between 8 and 15 years, although individual experiences vary. But it says when the battery runs low on the leadless pacemaker, 
It may be turned off and possibly retrieved and a new leadless or traditional pacemaker would be implanted. So it kind of sounds like if they can't find it in your heart, they're like, meh, we'll just put another one in. It's turned off. Yeah, right. (laughs) We turned it off. It's cool. Yeah, but your body rejects that shit, doesn't like it there, so... No. You know, those people who get, That's like, shot and, you know, they, they can't dig it out and it kind of, like, lives in them yeah. kind of thing. It becomes yep. becomes one with you. <laughs> it, it, so I'm going to totally be... I'm going to be, like, the most amazing Debbie Downer. And better than Halloween stories. <laughs> I have a good friend of mine who shot himself in the head and they had to leave the bullet, and some of the bullet in his head because if they pull it out, it wasn't worth the surgery. I fucking was in the house when he did that. Jeez. I've heard some horror stories from my, you know, my dad when he worked at uh, the hospital. And, you know, he talked about, like, people who, one guy who, like, tried to commit suicide down in Big Sur. Mm-hmm. And he put mm-hmm. a shotgun in his mouth. And he basically just blew off the front part of his face but didn't kill himself. <sighs> he managed to basically just, yeah, take off the whole front section without really damaging the brain. Such so basically ass. he just crawled all the way back to Highway 1. And then he that's where he was found and rescued. But <laughs> He looked like the fly at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, dude, don't fuck that shit up. Yep. Or like you like look at old pictures of Civil War survivors when it's just like the fucking musket that takes off half yeah, their face. Yeah, blows up like, in eh. their face. Yeah. That's so crazy. You can still eat. You got one eye left. You're fine. You won't be getting laid ever again. But I mean, unless you got money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, prostitutes will do anything, right? That's right. <laughs> Yep. It's all sweet and pink in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> everything, everything. Welcome to Ion Elon. Oh, you know what? We we did have one other piece that's not so downing. I mean, it's kind of a downer. Is it got anything to do with prostitutes? Uh, no, opposite of... <laughs> you said peace. Well, there was two things. Hmm. Since our last episode, we really focused on Elon Musk and the Joe Rogan podcast experience review we did. They're officially best friends. Since then, Elon's lost his job. <laughs> <laughs> as the head of Oops. Tesla, and I saw... He didn't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, right? He's like, ah, fuck it. I saw that the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, accepted Elon Musk's settlement this week, which is mid-October, over fraud allegations. So he, in addition to stepping down as chairman of Tesla, which he co-founded, and he has to pay a $20 million fine to the sec oh no whatever will he do right (laughs) yeah and i guess this has to do with because of his tweet that he said that he had secured funding to take the electric car company private at 400 420 per share he was probably just making a joke but i guess it ended up blowing up up in his face (laughs) gotta be careful what you say on the internet these days yeah they can hold that shit against you no matter when so yeah we had such a great Ion Elon event on the last podcast that uh, poor guy's got to pay a $20 million fine. Yep. I think he's just tired of getting dicked around by the fucking car companies and regulatory people and all the fucking bullshit that he's got to fucking deal with. I don't know. It makes me wonder if it was self-sabotage. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I just want to just step out real quick. He's like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't think he's not going to run the company still. He just won't be... Yeah, he won't, I, I, he won't a, be. You know I mean? uh, yeah, he won't be the official, you know, CEO. But he's still still be there. 
Yeah, I think. Go ahead. Oh no, it's it's fine. Yeah, no, I agree. I I totally agree with everything that you guys are saying. He's just like what the fuck ever. But I mean, he's just so over the whole car situation. Anyways, all the fucking dickweeds. That he was like, I got better shit to do. I'm in the sky. You guys are on the fucking ground. Why yeah. the fuck are you dicking me? I move on to my new project. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I just think that sucks for him. So he's just like, whatever. I'm out of here. So it makes me just wonder if it's self sabotage. But well, yeah. I'm hoping that now he'll be able to focus more on getting us all off to safety mars before the end of the world is reached in what was that 2033 yep you know what this industry fights against it fights against weird shit like you know that metal bracket that hangs underneath a fucking tractor trailer in the back that's to keep your car from going under it and decapitating all of the fucking passengers they had to fight that shit yeah what (laughs) it's like really really headless people aren't a cool thing what i mean the headless horseman is pretty rad I mean, and when he has a, a head, point. I always wanted a pumpkin. Got a pumpkin. Head. <laughs> so, uh, and what's better than a head? A pumpkin, naturally. A fucking but, pumpkin yeah. head, man. <laughs> Ooh, what was that thing? What was that thing where we saw them fucking pumpkins? <laughs> it was an SNL skit. <laughs> they they were working at the pumpkin farm, and then the uh, owner had to come and talk to him about having sexual relations with pumpkins. <laughs> and and the girl was like it's my fault i dared them and (laughs) (laughs) they drove off and they had fucking pumpkins just fucking overloaded in their subaru (laughs) tanya that was your thing that you shared with me oh tyler did you start watching the first yet no not yet not yet well we won't talk about that but <laughs> <laughs> well then scratch that scratch that oh i found the new york magazine that says the u.n climate genocide is coming yep. i couldn't remember what year it was in 2040 so we got a couple oh that's more time that's another decade Fuck. i mean hopefully i'll be dead by then but... <laughs> but if elon can get us all safely to mars well not all of us there's a lot of people that i'd totally leave behind <laughs> <laughs> Send the best and the brightest. Right? Can we just... Can this be... What was that movie, Tanya? John Galt? What is that? Oh, the Ayn Rand movie. Yeah, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if I really want to promote that. Well, there's high validity in Ayn Rand. There's... It's all subjective. I don't know. What the fuck was it? I think it's something Galt, Atlas Shrug. Shrugged. There, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Even better. If we can kind of modify that a little bit. Um, and take all the good people to Mars or wherever we decide to go. Venus, floating islands, one of those things. That should work out. I think the Ayn Rand thing is true. I just think the growing pains in between and then the the calculated casualties is just inhumane. Yeah. <laughs> Put it lightly. What is the Ayn Rand thing for our listeners who do not know? Uh, basically, she's just about eugenics, which is selective breeding of human human population kind of thing it's basically what the nazi germany was all about ah, <laughs> long story short well well put but it's not but it's done from kind of a, a humane way um, you know it kind of goes back to our pod our last podcast when it when it's what was it empathy is the deprivement of joy it's just how we all have these different kind of ideas of what we think what is good 
is good. And we all have these separate journeys and, and some of us are very hardwired on those journeys. And basically you just go through everybody doing the very best that can, they can with no laws or regulations. And the idea is the cream will surface to the top, but that's obviously not reality or we wouldn't have democracy and things of that nature. So, All right. Also a fun fact about Atlas Shrug, the first one, it stars Taylor Schilling from Orange is the New Black. Nice. She's such a good actress. She's funny. But going, leaning more towards space instead of Annihilation, um, <laughs> uh, Tanya saw that Michelle Williams is in the works to play Krista McAuliffe in the Challenger movie. Mm, yeah. Um, so that is kind of interesting. That will be a very hard... Movie yeah, to watch. watch. I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch it growing up in Concord, New Hampshire. It was a very yeah. big part of life, so it's kind of weird. I'm glad that Michelle Williams is part of it, though, because she's a great actress. I don't know if you saw her in the Marilyn movie. No. That was, that was <gasps> Ooh, that was a great, good great movie. movie. You should see that. You'd like that movie. Yeah. That's a really good movie. We ended up watching it. Just kind of like, eh, all right, nothing else is on. And it was surprisingly really good. It was called My Week with Marilyn. And it was, yeah, it was it was surprisingly good because I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't really need to see another Marilyn Monroe movie. But, <laughs> <laughs> but she really embodied. She killed it. She killed it. She really embodied Marilyn and, you know, looks demeanor she's just a she's a great character actor maybe i shouldn't say she killed it <laughs> Didn't, <though>. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see her portray krista mcauliffe yeah but i don't know how that's gonna work that's just gonna be weird i don't know yeah yeah, yeah i feel like it's gonna be a rough one to get through yeah every time bojack comes on in this house it's always the same one and my and the line in it is uh, it's worse than a hundred nine elevens. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his rock drama or whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, poor Todd. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I feel about the Challenger. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Ah shit. But other than that, I'm good to go. <laughs> On that note, it's 820, which means it's 420 somewhere, so I got yeah. to go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this month's episode of TriPace Pod. Look forward to hearing our voices in your ear holes once again at the beginning of next month. Don't forget to like and subscribe to TriPace Pod on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud because it stimulates the dopamine production in our brains every time you do. You can creep on us from afar at Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at TriPacePod. And of course, check out show notes, contact information, and buy merch at TriPacePod.com. And as always, you're awesome. As I rub my tired eyes, I open them to no relief. The figures upon the hooks began to extract the sharp metal from their bodies. Two men, two women, murdered and contorted by the grizzly butcher, naked and scarred, fell upon the ground, set their dull sights upon me.